Welcome to Allstate, where we bring it all together. And bundling your home and auto is good, right? And it saves you up to 25%. It all comes together. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Bundled savings discounts will vary by state. Saving up to 25% is a countrywide average of savings off the home policy. Combining the multiple policy discounts for having auto insurance with Allstate and the welcome discount savings at enrollment. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, the last thing parents should have to worry about is how to pay for it. This is a St. Jude moment. Calvin got diagnosed June 10th of 2018. He has rhabdomyosarcoma, sarcoma, a soft tissue cancer. One oncologist told us if it was my son, we'd go to St. Jude. And within 24 hours, we were on a plane headed here. It's hard to fathom what St. Jude has done for us. They've really given our family hope. For the donors out there, it's just amazing. I never thought we would be in this place. And it's people like you that help us and help St. Jude provide for a family like ours. St. Jude is like the gold at the end of a rainbow. And we are so grateful and thankful for everything. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. I've seen in our employees an increase in knowledge and skills that they'll take within their whole career. I think the Orbit Training Program is a point of land. They select the training, they select the employees they want to be trained. Uh, when they've gone through the program, their skill sets improve, their confidence in their ability to do their job, and the opportunities then to advance in, in the company. Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hour number three on your home for Pelicans basketball. Adrian Wojnarowski leading things off today on NBA Today. Lakers only team seeking sign and trades for Kyrie Irving. A report came out this morning from the individual that covers the Nets for the New York Daily News. Kyrie Irving has asked and been granted permission to seek sign and trade offers. He can decline a $36 million option on Thursday. He could be eligible to sign with the Lakers for the $6 million exception. That's it. He'd be leaving $30 million on the table. What would that mean for KD if Kyrie leaves? That's about the excitement this week when it comes for your Pelicans fans out there because for the Pels, it's about maybe freeing up some roster spots as uh, their roster is pretty much so one in check there. So that's been kind of a big topic. Another question of the day we've thrown out there today is the Rockets – a photo has been released on their practice facility. They have painted a four-point arc for a four-point shot. They made it a four-point shot. Should that come to the NBA? Like, would you like to see that? We've had a lot of responses on that. Many of y'all kind of thinking, no. I'm open to it just because it's going to create intrigue at the end of the game and different scenarios and options and things of that nature. Many of y'all don't, don't like it because already right now it's jackapalooza with people just throwing up threes everywhere. Ed Daniels is the sports director for Channel 26, the ABC affiliate here in New Orleans. 
And we'll ask him some of those questions here as well, and of course, some tennis as well, as uh, I have played you once, sir, and it didn't go over very well with me. How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. How you doing? Doing well. That was a while back, huh, over there at Chateau? Yeah, it was a long time ago, but I haven't I haven't been out very much lately, but um, I'm, I'm threatening to go in the morning for a little bit. And, okay. And uh, oh. get out there a little bit. I'm watching Wimbledon right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not like the old days, Gus, and... Um, Although I think the, I, I like the fact that, uh, there's, there's more rallies in the game than, than maybe there used to be. I mean, when you looked at the, you know, to me, seventies and eighties were just, they were just unreal, you know, as far as American tennis. And that's why I wanted to bring you on because I know you played yeah. and, and you played for fun and, and you followed it. And I've also tried to kind of yeah. get to that here with you because you might help me here. I, and I, I was just thinking about this morning. I'm like, I, should probably know who the top American men's tennis player is. Right. And I'm almost positive, Ed, if you, you know, and went uh, to the mall, Lakeside Mall or something, just asked people. I don't know. Yeah, they, they would, would have know. no idea. No. Would, could no you, idea. And could you pick it? You could post it on yeah. your social media page. Name yeah. the, the top tennis player right now. Yeah. I, or I, you or know, fo- show yeah. a photo. Yeah. I mean, look. You know, the, the reason I reference the 70s and 80s, in, in 1985, I think, 85, I went, I went to my first U.S. Open, okay? And I, and uh, I went 23 years in a row. And I would go for a day remember, or yeah. two. Just go to, go to, a, stay at a friend's house, mm-hmm. get a cheap flight, fly up there, stay at his house, take the train into the city twice and go to the open and then, then go to the airport and come right back. And I did that for years, and you know I can I can tell you like some of the some of the things that I saw over the years. Jimmy Connors's run in '91 at the Open was fantastic. Uh, you know I saw Chris Everett Chris Everett's last victory when she beat Monica Sellis on a Saturday afternoon at the uh, at the National Tennis Center, and then she lost I think to Zena Garrison. The, on on Tuesday in the quarterfinals and then retired, you know all the all the great players from America. You know, yeah. are, you know, even though she's a transplant, Martina Navratilova is one of ours. Um, you know, there was uh, so many great players <coughs> over the years. Um, Erotic, sir, two thousand three you know, was the last American men to man to win. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, um, uh, McEnroe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, it was just a. McEnroe and Connors and Borg. It was just, you know, Navratilova and Everett. I mean, it was just a, yeah, yeah, Michael Chang. I mean, it was just a, you know, it was a magical time to, to watch, uh, professional tennis. And it's just, just not the same anymore. I mean, it's just not. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Now, you know, my wife and I are going over there next year and we were hoping to maybe go to one day at Wimbledon. We've talked about it. Yeah. And and I don't I don't mind going. I mean, I think it would be fun if we could get the tickets and not have to queue in line all day. I right. I wouldn't mind going at all. But the yeah. but the problem is is that look if if I knew McEnroe and Connors were playing, you know, if or or, or Chris Everett was playing, or sure. you know Martina was playing, or somebody like that, Pete Sampras. Uh, there's another one along with Michael Chang. I mean, it yeah. might be a, it might be a different thing, but uh, it's just uh, to me. You know, look, 
uh, Nadal, Federer, and Djokovic are a great trio. But but none of the yeah, but none of those guys, none of those guys are are one of our folks. You know, right. and um, and I don't know what to attribute that to, but um, it's a fact. There ain't no doubt about that. And Ed, speak with Ed Daniels, Channel Twenty Six. I think the thing that's interesting to me too is, like, though the names that you just mentioned, people knew. Like they they were name brand, right? I mean, like, oh, Agassi no question. And all of those guys, like Andre Kodak Agassi. Cannon, there you go. There's another one that we left well, out. They were stars, Ed. I mean, they they people knew right. who they were. Like back in the day, it's kind of similar to my dad's era. And I'm 46, so he's a little older than me, obviously. But, you know, like boxing, you and I have talked about this. When I first started in the business, I was Buddy's intern. And Buddy D spoke of boxing in the heyday here in New Orleans, and you have so many gyms. And I'm like, I don't sure. know what you're talking about. And he's like, dude, boxing was massive here. And it was gigantic. And right. you know what? I went to I went to a lot of fights at the auditorium. Uh, Chuck Mintz, Tony Licata, Percy Pugh. Uh, you know, I mean, those, those are all guys that I followed, uh, tremendously as, as a, as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we went to their fights and they, and they were at the auditorium and they were just, they were just fantastic. And, and, and it's just I mean, not that way anymore. And I was you know, say boxing went through a lull, right? Where UFC's popularity and then boxing kind of had a little bit of a resurgence or something of that nature. So do you think it's going to take perhaps a, a young team? That it comes in, and more importantly, just like with the Pels and Saints, though, right? The, the popularity comes from winning. I mean, they're going to have to compete. They're going to have to. Contend, well, I don't think there's. I don't know, think there's any doubt. Do I mean, the Pelicans to me are going to be a lot, a lot bigger story this year than they were last. Right. And they were a nice story last year, but if but if Zion is healthy and and, and they're they're piecing together the roster they're going to have, I think they're going to be a lot better team. Mm-hmm. But. You know, look, I, and I, I don't know if we've had this discussion before, Gus, but I think one of the things that has ruined boxing is the fact that, you know, during the Olympics now, I remember when, when, when Sugar Ray Leonard and, and the, and the Spinks brothers, whenever they fought in the Olympics, it was in prime time. And it was on the network. Mm-hmm. Now we're not, we're watching synchronized swimming. I mean, that's what we're watching. I mean, look, whether, whether you agree or disagree, and I know yeah. what it's, what it's, what it's steered to, okay? It's steered to a female audience. You know, all the gymnastics and the swimming and all of that stuff. I get it. They're looking for eyeballs and they don't really care, you know, what, what that means. But I could tell you, I could tell you just about every guy on the 1976 Olympic boxing team. Now I wouldn't have any idea who those people were. And, you know, a lot of that is television. I mean, it is. I mean, look, hockey has a much higher profile now than it, than it did a few years ago. Yeah. And the reason why is because it's back on ESPN and ESPN has discovered it again. Yeah. Am I right? 100%. Yeah. No, and that's what I'm saying. Right. I think it goes back to whether it's tennis yeah. or. Things of that nature, how that works. So we'll see what happens when all that. But I figure you can give a little perspective on that because I'm with you. Look, I yeah. I played at Brother Martin, dude, and to me, you know, obviously my summers and I I watch every Wimbledon match when it was on HBO. Remember, I mean, I I watched everything. Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. And I my my daydream was to I mean just to smell the grass and be like it had prestige on it now. And I mean. I don't know a single kid or teen that would want to play tennis. With more people probably know players on the U.S. men's national soccer team than five U.S. tennis players. Sure, sure. I don't think there's. 
I don't think there's any doubt about that, and it's, and it's really a shame. I mean, you know, I go back and and look at all the great matches that I that I that I've seen at the at the U.S. Open over the years that I had a chance to go to, and and you know, one of the things that that uh, just motivated motivated me to go was to see McEnroe and Connors there, you know, and to see those guys play at the U.S. Open. I was like, man, I want to see some of that. And I remember a match I went to. I don't know, which might have been 89, 90, 91, probably 89, I think. Uh, Connors played Edberg in the quarterfinals. And the stadium was packed. It was a, it was a Sunday night and the crowd was going berserk. The planes were flying over and it was windy. It was everything about New York and on Labor Day weekend that you would expect, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was fantastic. And, you know, there was a lot of people who were interested. Yeah. And now it's like it's just not the same. No. Um, I, of course, will ask you about whether or not you're still going to be a Cards fan following this weekend. But i got to ask you, the Rockets put a four-point arc on the floor. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's probably a, ph- a philosophical thing is why, I guess, track people run with the shoot behind them or something. You know, try to build speed. I think maybe that's what that is. I don't know, honestly. But, mm. Ed, we've been talking about that. And I, I'm kind of – I'm interested to the amount of people that are against – or would be against having a four-point arc in the NBA when right now it is bombs away in that league. Would you like it or not if the NBA said, let's experiment with this? I'm not a big fan of it. You know, I think that, I think the three-point shot is, you know, plenty good enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think that was a, that was a good thing that was brought over from the ABA. I think that's, uh, fantastic, but I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of that. And um, you know, I hope, I hope that you know. I, I I just think that we have enough of a of a perimeter game as as it is now, right? I mean, you know, you you look at the number of three point shots that go up uh, constantly. That's enough. Yeah, I, I'm with you, and I think that's part of the problem. Why maybe in this finals it was a little strange to kind of try to be invested in it, man. I, I would, you know, I mean. You had two teams in the finals that have got blown out or had, you know, 30 to 16 mm-hmm. quarters and stuff, and it, it's the three-point shot. Ed, finally, I, what's the reason? What's the explanation? Because, look, I'm not celebrating the series win over the Cardinals in St. Louis, yeah. Cubs over St. Yeah. Louis, because yeah. I think the Pirates won three or four, two or three or whatever. So when you lose to Pittsburgh, I'm not celebrating anything, right? I mean, so. yeah. No, I got it. I mean, look, I mean, I watched, I watched as much as I can of the games – uh, over the um, over the um, over the weekend, and, yeah. and and as you know, I watch, you know, like even if if I'm I'm at I'm at work like I am today, the Cardinals uh, Cardinals play the Marlins tonight, mm-hmm. and I'll go back and I'll, I'll DVR all the Cardinal games off right. the uh, off the baseball package. Yeah. You know, one thing that's hurt them is that their middle relief has just been terrible, and if you look at their bullpen, um, you know, it's the middle relief has just been bad. What's amazing to me is that. And I didn't know this because I think the Cubs have a pretty good closer, but they had 26 blown leads this year, mm-hmm. most in baseball. That's a lot. Yeah, 26 <laughs> a lot, especially <laughs> when you're not, when you're not even halfway yeah. to you know to the that's, middle of the season. But look, I, would say I didn't that's expect them. <laughs> right, I didn't expect them to hit Hendricks on Friday night. Right. They could, they couldn't. If he if he was throwing a wiffle ball up there, yeah. they couldn't hit it. Okay. That's all we got. But but I but but when you have a five nothing lead in, a, in on a Sunday, you know Dan, um, uh, the guy who does the uh, Dan McLaughlin who does the, the Cardinal games on Sunday, 
you know, described it as one of the worst losses of the season. And I agree. I mean, you you know, the Cubs are, are in a situation where they're going to sell off again. And, you know, you, there's no reason why you should be 500 against them. And that's what they are for the season. I think they played, let's say they were 3-2 and two in Chicago, 1-2 and two in, in St. Louis. So they're 4-4 four and four against the Cubs this year, I think. So it's, that's, you know, yeah. I that's mean, not look, good. Look, 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 like I said, there's a reason I probably haven't heard from Scott Craig from Katie's over the weekend. I haven't heard no, I mean, look, I, I get it. I, yeah. I get it. I mean, look, um, but, you know, what, what amazes me more than anything else is that they're talking about another sell-off. Yeah. I, I don't get it. To me, look, I mean, you won two or three it, from the Braves and two or three from the Cardinals, but lost three or four from the Pirates. Explain that to me. Like, no, I, I get yeah, it. I mean, I you know, you know, no. just, it's not a, it's not a very good team. It's not yeah. a very good lineup. Yeah. And you under, you understand that. But, um, you know, what's amazing to me is that how they've just dismantled this entire thing. Yeah. And, I mean, and they're, they're tanking. So, um, um, so when they're tanking, you should beat them. That's basically it. You want Wilson Contreras? Boy, if the Cardinals got him, that would be the only problem with Wilson Contreras is, is that, you know, well, first of all, you'd have to pay him a lot of money, and I get that. But, um, uh, when you look at, um, when you look at what, what it would cost you, like, one of the things I liked about the Arenado trade, when it happened was, is that it didn't cost the Cardinals Gorman or Carlson. And that's what I was worried about, okay? Especially Gorman, because Gorman can hit home runs. That's the thing that, you know, when you get into that, you know, what, what's it going to cost you? So, I don't know. I mean, you know, with the Cardinals are 41 and 34, I think they should be three or four games better. But, uh, but they've got to get their arms straightened out. And, and Flaherty has killed them. If he would have pitched five decent innings yesterday, they would have won. <laughs> and he comes out after two innings. No, he's yeah. got a shoulder problem again. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a real shame. And <laughs> no, yeah. no, I, I mean, I watch all these games. Okay, I, I watch all these games, and I and I see what the Cubs have, and I yeah. I know what they have. Yeah, and you know, I, know I, and, that's why I don't and you know what, 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 when you when when you don't win on a day that Alec Mills pitches, I'm sorry, that's a problem. Yeah, I know it is what it is. Ed, appreciate yeah. the time as always, man. Um, 11 All Sundays. Right, I saw the Saints tweet that yesterday, 11 Sundays. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for you since I know it's the best. Oh, I don't season. know, man. I need to go to the calm down area before that happens. <laughs> 11 Sundays <laughs> before the Saints take on the Falcons, man. It's, it's crazy. What, five? Oh, boy. Five? You know what? It's been, yeah. I, I was telling my wife this yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's been such a brief off season. Yeah, you know, and I, I I love the off season, and boy, it's been brief. Well, you know what? I can make it even briefer for you. Four Mondays from now, training camp. Uh, yeah, they report, Isn't that crazy? They, they report the twenty sixth. First practice is Wednesday the twenty seventh. Four yep. Mondays from today's the twenty fifth. Yep. Oh boy, how about that? <laughs> right around the corner, sir. Yeah. Right All right, man. Talk to you soon. Now, take Appreciate care. Here. The time is always at WGN <laughs> Sports. The way to follow. And Daniels, thank you, man. Appreciate the time. And when we come back, it is Marlon favorite. I'll ask him some NFL questions. Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. 
Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online too at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra. Totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school <laughs> and you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new. And we want your trade and we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg, 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 Greg Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-326-7765 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-326-7765. That's 800-326-7765. What do you have to lose? Call 800-326-7765. Again, 800-326-7765. Thunderous dunks, crunching body slams, blazing fastballs, heart racing game winners. Women's work is never done. Sirius XM is recognizing the 50th anniversary of Title IX by shining a light on how far we've come and how much further we need to go to ensure women have an equal chance to be great. Hear women's games, news, and analysis of women's sports and more. The 50th anniversary of Title IX. Download the Sirius XM app and listen now. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Uh, well, well. 800 998 Brian Windhorse. Sound hasn't been put up yet, but he's been the lead guest so far with Adrian Wojnarowski on NBA Today. That show started at the top of the hour. On the show, he has just said the Nets are prepared to lose both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And that they would rather lose both stars and go through, quote, what they went through last season. And it looks more and more like it is going to be full go for the Lakers to try to go and get them. We'll see what happens there. Um, Marlon Favorite, a big fave 504 is a way to join us. Well, join him on Twitter. Inside the Trenches is the podcast. Sir, happy Monday to you. Brand new week. How are you? 
Oh, man, feeling pretty good, Gus. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday, New Orleans. Hello, somebody. Yeah, happy Monday to you. What would How, how would you feel if Kyrie joins the Lakers? Wode saying Kyrie has, quote, great interest in joining the Lakers. Well, Gus, you know that makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, the last uh, time those guys were together, they won a championship. You know, they were constantly doing well on the East. Bring that party to the West, who knows? Okay. I mean, it's one of those type of situations. Now, I heard you talking in the case of KD. I think he should stay on the East and go to Miami. You know, Jimmy Butler's more mm. of an aggressive needs an aggressive player that will go to the rim where he could just shoot your eyes off the net. He's our, well, their league, the NBA's league's best shooter, one of their best shooters. I mean, Steph Curry's the best shooter. Hello, somebody. But, I mean, he's in a, he's in the top tier of shooters in the NBA, so I think – That'll be a win-win for both Miami and uh, Man All right. I want to ask you something that uh, I didn't get a chance to ask you last week on, on Friday. Happened a couple of days ago, though, uh, back on the 22nd. So, yeah, it was um, last Friday um, or, or Tuesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Anyway, I, I meant to ask you this on Friday. I never got a chance to ask you. Tony Saragusa, the goose, passed away last week, age of 55. A defensive tackle. You, you played defensive tackle. And obviously in the 2000s when – that Ravens defense man was, you know, Bears like, like the '85 Bears, and and he was a personality, wasn't he? I mean, when when you think of what was it, the story he drank away his one thousand dollars signing bonus as an undrafted rookie free agent and, and things of that nature, and when he was part of the the broadcast for Fox, you know, he had an open mic, he'd always be on the end zone behind the goal lines and all that. I guess I wanted to ask you as a D tackle. When you were at LSU in high school, what D tackles did you follow? Was he one of them? Yeah, I, I like that whole defense. I mean, Ray really brought something. Uh, Raguza brought so much something different to the game. That that being able to hold on that that, that point of attack and uh, same thing to the late great Norman Hand, who played here with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, actually, trained his son Trey Hand, uh, who's at Arkansas Monticello. Good good defensive tackle at, from Dillardsville. Um, you know, those those guys were dominant in the early 2000s and late 90s. Um, but for me, in my era coming up, uh, as as a, I want to say, probably starting my freshman and sophomore year in high school, mm-hmm. I really paid close attention to Warren Staff. I mean, Warren go. Staff has always, for me, has always been the, what, what should we say? The, the, the standard? One of them? <laughs> Right. Say what you say. Oh yeah, because he was hating on who he was hating on recently. He was talking about uh, I forget he was in trouble with oh with, with Colin Kaepernick's workout. He was talking bad about it. Warren Sapp. Uh, yeah, Warren Sapp said that somebody told him the Kaepernick workout was a disaster. Oh yeah, whatever, Warren. But <laughs> see, Warren from an era like for, for for young defensive linemen who are possibly listening to the show right now, and for most violators who remember when he was in his prime, I mean. This is a guy that was in, in Trina's video. She was one of the hottest female rappers in the game with his Heisman trophies getting slammed. He's a defensive tackle who won a Heisman. That never happened. Uh, you know, part of that historical Miami team is, I mean, for a, a six-foot, 300-pounder, he had a, a really quick get-off. So I was always compared to Warren Sapp being six-foot, 300-plus pounds and, and being able to be fast. So, I remember uh, when Ed Ogeron was recruiting me, <clears throat> he would always put on some Warren Sapp tape. You know, Big Fan, this is who you remind me of right here. I want you to sit down and watch the tape of Warren. Look at this quick get-off. 
And for me as a young defensive tackle, Gus, that was big time because you're being compared to one of the better interior linemen um, in the you know in the NFL at the time. Right. So he, he's who I always pat my game game off of and uh, you know his style of play. But of course, you know you got Reggie White, uh, you know the mentor that uh, that that Dwight Freeney was for me in my time with the Indianapolis Colts. He's one of the greats. So man, I just love the position right now. Aaron Donald is really I mean, I know they did this. Ryan Clark got in trouble for doing this Chris Brown and Michael Jackson comparison. But, you know, we're going to do that. Reggie White, Warren, Sam, Michael Jackson, and Aaron Donald, for sure, Chris Brown. Because he's definitely, uh, you know, changing the scope of the game and how, you know, how things are supposed to be done. So it, it's just really one of those uh, one of those things I, I really enjoy uh, to see uh, the game evolve. Yeah, no doubt. And I think one of the things that – you look at moving forward, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, I know the league's become a passing league and offense is good. We can talk about calls and hitting and things of that nature. It, but the reason I wanted to kind of bring it back to de-tackle and inside of trenches as your podcast is called, Marlon, is because I almost feel like every year we, we still can find the importance of that area of the football field, right? Getting pressure to quarterback's face, being able to stop the run there up the middle. And look, you see the Saints adding a year to Demario Davis's contract. You can have all the good linebackers you want, but they'll tell you that the big guys up front don't take up some of that space and take up some of the blocking. There's no lanes for them to get into the backfield and either pressure a quarterback or stop a run. No doubt, Gus. And it's so many different styles of, of linemen, uh, interior and exterior linemen. And when you look at a guy like Demario Davis and the type of system that the Saints run, they play with a safety in the box. So at any given play, we will see like Tyron in the box or Dante in the box. And you roll with uh, with Pete and, and Demario. That, that's how. So up front. What Dennis is essentially saying is, okay, I know the game is evolving more to a 3-4 front. And for our listeners, that's three interior linemen, two more hybrid-type linebacker DN rushes on the edge, which mm-hmm. we have a multi-package like that here with New Orleans. We'll run that look when you guys see Cam standing up. That's what we're doing. But the base package for the Saints is 4-3. So what Dennis is saying is, hey, I'm going out. I'm trying to get a first-round Marcus uh, Davin. I mean, um, Davenport, I'm, I'm trying to get a first round in, in, in Turner because right. that's the basically the the, the anchor, uh, you know, to our our, our defense, and, and then that sets up everything else. Whereas you'll catch a three four defense, uh, and that's saying, hey, we're going to rush three, sometimes four, sometimes five, but we want to bring the type of pressure to make guys throw it to more an athletic player. So that yeah. that's pretty much how that that goes, and it's good to see the game that way. I saw something that I wanted to ask you here too quickly before we wrap up with you. Um, like, you know, look, this is the season of lists right now. The next couple of weeks, there aren't exactly a lot of games or things to talk about. So everyone will bring up lists, right? Top quarterback, top running backs, top whatever. Um, so pro football focus put up the top 10 secondaries in the NFL. Ravens one, Buccaneers two, Browns three, Packers four, the Finns Roy five, Buffalo 6, Saints at 7, Chargers 8, Rams 9, Bengals 10. I wouldn't even remotely think of the Bengals as a top 10 secondary, but uh, I guess what it is. Um, when you look at it, though, I mean, again, 
I don't know if you agree with their spot or not, but I'm just saying I, I've seen in the last several weeks top 10, top 5 receiving court, top 10 defense, top 10 secondary. I, I, the, the Saints got some talent here. I, I, look, I'm not going to argue or complain if I'm 7 in my secondary. I think they're a little higher. I would argue that they're better in the Buccaneers secondary, but, you know, potentially, because I know you got two new safety, so I get that. I don't know, but what, what do you think of the Saints per per, per pro football focus? Uh, seventh best secondary in the NFL out of 32. Well, I did see pro football focus put Mashawn Lattimore out as their top guy. If I'm not mistaken, he was in there for sure top five. Um, I think that's a little political if you look at it from that perspective. Because before I even talk about the Saints, because we all know what's special about Tampa, right? You look at their defense. Uh, Dan, uh, Dean, he gets juiced all the time. I mean, Winfield, he's okay. Davis is inconsistent, but for the most part, Carlton Davis is a is a subpar, you know, corner. So I think if we're looking at on paper um, from the from the secondary, I, I think the Saints should be in front of them, as you said, Gus. But you know, I think they're probably looking at experience overall. Right, the Saints does have a, a young secondary. Uh, we lose Mar- uh, Marcus Williams. I think if Marcus Williams was still on that team, we would probably be a bit higher. Um, Parsons, uh, Adebo, for the most part, I think as a rookie, he came out and showed up and showed out. He had some learning points, so I think that probably had something to do with uh, PPF's defensive stance mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Or Tom Brady, you know, paid on about ten million to say that. <laughs> I mean, look, it, that that's the beauty of, uh, I guess, you know, it, it could happen. Cannot, never know, right? All those different aspects of it, never know, Marlon. Uh, what you got lined up for the rest of the week, man? Looking forward to talking to you guys on Friday. Nice, easy week. You got any vacations? Are you doing anything for the 4th? Well, well, we, we do have the album releasing on Friday. So that's I'm right. Um, I, I'm fucked up. So we're going to do a couple of shows this Essence weekend. So we're making a couple of appearances. Uh, Lil Reezy has me on his album, so I'm going to pop up over there on him Wednesday, and I'm supposed to be doing something for the Essence Welcome. So I'm just excited about the project, Gus. I can't wait till y'all hear it, man. So that's going to be my week. And, of course, the family. And just like, like you said, man, hope, hopefully we get a I'm, – I'm for sure getting on the grill, though, uh, for the four on Monday. I'm, ribs. Chicken wings, man. I hear you. That's always delicious and always good. Thank you, Marlon. Appreciate the time. All right, Goose. There he goes. More wind horse. He hasn't stopped talking. Now he's talking about James Harden. Forty seven point four million dollar player option. Of course he's not opting out of that. Oh my goodness. Forty seven point four for James Harden. All right, quick break. We come back. Yeah, open phone lines. Sports Hangover on ESP New Orleans. Everything they say and no face that I'd rather be. Where else can you do a half a million things? This is Monster Jam! The official Monster Truck Series. Witness the world's best drivers competing in your favorite Monster Jam trucks. Be part of the action. Let's hear it! Brought to you by your local Southern Quality Ford dealers. Get your $5 savings coupons from participating Southern Quality Ford dealer locations. Restrictions may apply. Coming to Caesar Superdome July 9th. Visit MonsterJam.com for event details. 
I'm Ben Utech. I played high school, college, and pro football, helping my team win the 2006 championship. It was an amazing day, but I can't compare to the joy I feel every day with my loving wife and three beautiful daughters. My football career ended after I suffered my fifth concussion. Did you know that over a million athletes suffer a concussion each year? That includes boys and girls, every age, every type and level of sport. It isn't always clear that a player has had a concussion. So parents, athletes, and coaches need to learn about concussion signs and symptoms. The American Academy of Neurology recommends athletes thought to have a concussion be immediately removed from play and not returned until assessed by a healthcare professional trained in concussion. This isn't just about sports. It's about your brain. When in doubt, sit it out. Learn more at aan.com slash concussion. That's aan.com slash concussion. A message from the American Academy of Neurology. Clay Young here with John Conroy, the founder and owner of Pest Stop, your do-it-yourself pest control solution. John, they're back, man. The flies that just won't let you have peace in your kitchen. Oh, you must be talking about the little bitty ones. Yes, indeed. Yeah, those are likely fruit flies or drain mm. flies. Fruit flies normally get brought in from produce at yeah. grocery stores. You remember we did this a couple of years ago, and so many people were talking about, man, when y'all were talking about that, we've been having that problem, and you solved it. Yeah, exactly, because it's the solution is not where you think. Mm. It's in the drain. We have a product. You just treat the drains for five nights straight before you go to bed so there's no water in there. The little enzymes go in there, and they eat up all the egg and the larvae and all the debris that's in the drain. And then guess what? No more drain flies. So where can I get this in the New Orleans area? In Metairie, we're located at 3512 Severn Avenue next to the Pepper Mill. On the North Shore, we're at 1417 North Highway 190. That's in the same shopping center as Sherwin-Williams. And on the West Bank, we're at 2500 Lapalco, just past the Harvey Bridge. Because at Pest Stop, we can help you with that. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Oh boy. Saw a photo. Apparently the Atlantic's got one, two, three, four, was that five, almost six waves coming off of Africa? <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny at all. Uh, that heat we've been experiencing the last couple of weeks. I, I saw a couple of meteorologists post photos at the Gulf. Literally the water temp's like 92, 94 degrees. That's... Never good. So, um, see what happens, but just warning you, if you get home tonight and you had a nice weekend and you're gonna go plan and have some fun over the weekend, just, you, you may see in the, in the upcoming weather cast during the evening and, and at night, you're gonna see, uh, there's a lot of, there's a little activity going on in the Atlantic, so definitely keep an eye out on that. 800-998-1003. John, thank you for giving us a call in the sports hangover. What you got? Oh, oh, I I heard you said. I guess that must be true. What that guy said about he was fishing in the Gulf and he caught a fish that was already fried. <laughs> I love that. I love that, dude. It's been so hot. It wouldn't surprise me in the least bit. I mean, I put out the the little dudes like oh, I got like a water slide at Sam's or whatever, and has like a slide in a little wading pool, whatever. And, and normally I jump in and play with them. You know, it's chilly. It's chilly. We put it out on Father's Day. And that was before, you know, we had another hot week or a hotter week. And, dude, it was like bath water. I mean, you know, it's, just, it's just warm. It's warm coming out the faucet, you know. It's like sometimes I think I'm washing the dishes and I'm using the hot water, and it's not. That's that's the cold water. It's just warm because the ground's go. so hot, man. So fried fish, I love it. 
Uh, no, I was just thinking, uh, I, I, I read that little article, too, that was talking about the Saints secondary being number seven. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a very good secondary, especially with that defensive line they had. Yeah. They, uh, I, I think by the end of the year, they'll be up, up, up a whole lot further than seven. I because think... they, that, they, they might be youngsters back there, but they're all experienced. I would say, I would say this. I, I would say, John, I think that probably it's probably based on the safeties. Like, I, I don't know because yeah. we haven't seen a game of Marcus May and Tyron Matthew. And, and I and I said it to you, well, maybe not to you specifically, but during OTA and what I thought of minicamp, I remember speaking with Sean Fazan saying, you know, in the three mini I mean, OTAs and the minicamp practices, I, Tyron Matthew is – like the free safety, they're using him as the free safety. He's not moving around nearly as much. You would you would have thought he's the guy that's lined up in the box and he's going left to right. And again, it could have been that day. It could have been what they're working on. It could have been package wise. When I'm looking over four weeks time, and he's primarily standing still. I mean, he's moving around at the snap, but you get what I'm getting at. He's he's in that spot. Yeah. That yeah, it's almost that like a single high. Well, it's different. I don't care you know? who's back there. Yeah. So, like I said, I, 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 I I'm interested to see how they use both of those safeties. I think they're interchangeable. They both can be free. They both can be strong. So maybe yeah, you do what to confuse. Yeah. And they're, but they're both NFL safeties. A hundred percent. Here's they the play. thing: if they make they play. plays, I'm comfy with the Debo. I'm comfy with what Lattimore can do. I like what CD Deuce can do. They're really high on Alante Taylor. You have depth there. Yep. And obviously, with 17 games, the amount of plays that those defensive backs have to be involved in, because you don't think about it, it's just not PBUs, you know, pass breakups or getting picks. Thank you. They're making tackles on runs. They're taking on blocks. Yep. Their population to the football, even if Demario gets the tackle or something. I mean, there's still, there's a lot of opportunity for bumps and bruises. So I think as, as much depth as they can have, which I think they do, look again. They do. I'm not complaining. If you start giving me all these lists, quarterbacks, receivers, um, defenses, secondaries, and, and many of those, my team's in the top ten, I'm good with yep, it. Yep, there you go. And another thing, we were talking about, you. I heard you earlier talking about uh, Kyrie Irving and uh, the thing with basketball with him yep. and Durant. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm a general manager of a basketball team, I don't be bothered with neither one of them because – I want to run my team, not you all. I want to do. I want to be the general manager. I want y'all to play basketball. Look at the teams where the general manager and the coach run the team. Yeah, was full of playoff teams and everything. Those John, teams where LeBron put together and Kyrie put together, uh, they were crap this year. John, you've seen the last two years, three years. Um... We've talked about it. I've made a suggestion. I think we have seen a transition of super teams with big threes, big three names, everything, because it's just not sustainable, right? Because everyone wants to play together, but they all want max deals. Well, there's only so so many max deals you can do. So I think then you've seen a transition of, okay, well, let's get two really good guys together, two superstars, and it will add pieces around them to compete that that was the plan of the nets that's what you saw what a couple teams try to do lebron and the lakers right let me go get ad from the pelicans me and ad with some cast of characters 
let you know will do it, and that's what you kind of see. And everybody in LA want to beat him up now. Well, because uh, you know what that trade remind me of? That uh, trade that uh, the Lakers did with the Pelicans that remind me of the Persia uh, Walker trade with Dallas and Minnesota. Dallas made championship teams off of that trade. Mm. They got a lot of good ball players off of that trade, and we've got a lot of good ball players off of that trade. And the people in L.A. aren't very happy with the uh, return <laughs> one championship. The Cowboys got Hall of Famers. <laughs> if we can get one Hall of Famer <laughs> on that Pelican Off of that trade. And then they Hunter Walker wound up back with the Cowboys at the end of his career. <laughs> well, you think AD comes back? <laughs> Maybe AD comes back. <laughs> That's no. what I'm saying. But, Look, and, and, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it, it is going to be interesting to see how these trades and what happens and, and where these guys go. I, Man, I, look, it, it gets to the point where, look, to, good for them to try to get as much as they can, and I hear you, and, and that's great. But when you get into their point in their careers where they're now 47 mil, like Harden, and, you know, Kyrie sure. can get that, all these guys, boy, you're, you're, you're y'all. I wouldn't pay neither one of them a penny. Let them go. Let them go somewhere else. You think Harden's out there? Right, Ain't nobody giving him 47. I promise you that. Thank you, man. Appreciate the phone call. Have a good week, John. Appreciate right. it. Final segment All next right. on ESPN New Orleans. This is Monster Jam! The official Monster Truck Series. Witness the world's best drivers competing in your favorite Monster Jam trucks. Be part of the action. Let's hear it. Make the noise. Coming to Caesar Superdome July 9th. Brought to you by BKT Tires and your local Southern Quality Four dealer. It's full throttle fun for the whole family. You have to see it live, so lock in your seats today. Visit MonsterJam.com for tickets and event details. RTC, Etel, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, Etel, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at Let'sRev.com. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. That's my wife. The GIF of the Atlantic right now, and all again. One, two, three, 
or something like five different waves. Um, yeah, let's, uh, you may want to start planning, <laughs> you know, so just start getting it now before it all gets busy, man. Hopefully it's not as bad as last year, right? Sport hangover. Got a few minutes here. If you want to chime in with us here, Wes Johnson obviously will be a big topic for Matt Muscone. And after further review, he is back. I saw he was in New York catching the Yankees game. And no doubt he will talk about the pitching coach of the Twins, now becoming the pitching coach of the LSU Tigers as the school has made it official. CBSSports.com also talking about it, the athletic. I mean, it is a big thing. Like, you just don't see major league pitching coaches leave for the college ranks for starters, much less during the regular season. Middle of the season, as in he is supposedly coming at the end of the week after their series, the Twins, with the Cleveland Guardians takes uh, place. Well, one reason the Athletic has learned that Johnson will receive a pay raise. Kind of significant. 350000 with the Twins, which that's not bad. It's nice. Apparently 750000 with LSU. So $400,000 more to go be a college pitching coach. Not bad. So there you go. That is uh, the first time you saw the, the monetary value attached to it there as well. But anyway, Matt's coming up top of the hour. We'll touch on that. Of course, he'll give his takes on White um, coming from NC State to LSU as well. And we'll talk a little bit more about uh, other topics the rest of the week as we get closer to free agency. Obviously, look, the fact that Kyrie Irving has been granted permission to go talk and do all those different things, we will see how that matters um, more than anything else with the rest of the teams and the NBA and how will it would affect, uh, I guess, free agency here coming up on Thursday. Because obviously if KD moves, man, from now on, it uh, well, we'll see how it happens. Nick Friedel just got posted, ESPN radio host over there in the New York, Jersey area. It was just on about 10 minutes ago. And... He gave ESPN NBA Today the latest. Kyrie just doesn't have that much leverage. That is where the Nets stand. They knew it coming into the summer. They know it even more now. Their whole point to Kyrie is, look, you want to leave $30 million on the table? It's never coming back. So good luck to you trying to find that money somewhere else. It's not going to happen. If you want to go sign with the Lakers for the mid-level and get into that whole mess with LeBron and AD and whatever may become of that team next year, go for it. But we still have, as the organization, the upper hand, and we are not going into business with you on a long-term deal given what we've seen the last couple of years. Now, Christian Winfield's the first to have broken that this morning that he asked and was granted permission in sign-and-trade offers out there. Christian was just on ESPN Radio. I would not be be surprised to see him test true free agency, see what deals are really out there, and maybe go through with that Lakers at that mid-level exception, which is crazy when you consider he's leaving $30 million on the table. Mm -hmm. But it's not so crazy when you consider it's Kyrie Irving, right? And this is is Kyrie Irving who has stood his ground on things that didn't even make sense, kind of like the earth being flat, right? Like some things just 
Kyrie is going to do what Kyrie wants to do. And if he doesn't feel like he's getting the respect or the commitment from a franchise that he delivered Kevin Durant to, I, I could see him leaving, right? So part of me thinks, okay, maybe it's a sign and trade, but from what I've been hearing, the offers from other teams haven't been, you know, something that the Nets really want. Winfield was also asked, what does this mean for Kevin Durant? Again, there's a report by Bleacher Report that Durant is very uh, entertained, or not entertained, he's, he, he's entertained by the thought, that is, of joining the Celtics with set stars of Brown and Tatum and Smart. What happens with KD? I think a lot of this has to deal with what Kyrie is doing with his player option, right? He's got until Wednesday to decide if he's going to opt in or if he's going to opt out and test free agency or if he's going to opt in and play for that year and, and, and really see what's going to happen. I think part of him also wants to see what the Nets are able to get back in the event that they do trade Kyrie. If you're able to trade Kyrie to the Clippers, for example, and you're able to get Ryder Covington, Norman Powell, and, and Reggie Jackson, maybe Marcus Morris in that deal as well, I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. I think that's adding depth. I think he really wants to see what how the dust settles here before he makes any decisions. But I'm told he is definitely watching. I'm told he is definitely considering what his options are in the event that Kyrie is not on this team anymore. And if Kyrie is not on this team past July 1st and the Nets aren't getting some type of star or some substantial return for him, I, I'm not sure Ky- uh, Kevin Durant sticks around to see what they're able to do. Two big pieces that could potentially be on the move and, and going to different teams. That's why I've been focusing on it today. I mean, it would affect Bell's one way, shape, or form, either a team they're going to have to face at some point or, you know, I mean, KD to Boston would, would be a pretty big thing over there. KD to Miami is another one as well. Look, the teams on the Kyrie wish list, uh, the, the Mavs are on there. That, that's a bit of a surprise. Again, there's only one team per win horse that, that is going to even remotely entertain a sign in trade, and that's the Lakers. Everybody else is going to wait to see what happens. But it's the Lakers, the Clippers, the Heat, the Mavs, and 76ers that are on his wish list. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Jordan, for your help. Thank you for tuning us in. Matt Muscone and after further reviews next, you've been listening to the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.